I look like I just got fucked up. What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Daddy Gang, welcome back to another episode of Call Her Daddy. It is your founding father, back at it again. You guys, I any episode moving forward that I'm not feeling my best and my finest and my prettiest, I'm just going to podcast like this the whole time. Um, I have so many updates for you guys. Daddy Gang, welcome back. We're doing a little solo episode, but there's going to be some random people coming in this episode. This past month has been an absolute whirlwind. By the time that this episode comes out, I will officially be done my Unwell tour. But right now, I'm too shows in and it has been already truly one of the coolest experiences of my life. I feel like when I started Call Her Daddy, obviously I didn't even know the possibilities of what was going to come from this show and this community. And I've never been in person with you guys and I've never gotten to actually like physically be in a space that was just all daddy gang. And so the past two shows, I have gotten on stage and just been sobbing like uncontrollably to the point where every single time I go out now, everyone's like put tissues in her pocket because I just start weeping. There's just something so cool about the community that we've all built. And it's so cool to see all of you becoming friends and interacting with each other. And I just fucking love you guys. And I'm so excited for the rest of this tour currently. But by the time this comes out again, it'll be over. I just got back from Toronto. And do you guys remember the Canadian? I used to hook up with this Canadian hockey player who was super hot I'd always thought I would go visit him in Canada but the dick just wasn't good enough for me to cross the border you know what I mean but so that for the first time I went to Canada and I fucking loved it but I reminded me of something that I want to share with you guys so I am walking into America and this woman is looking at my passport and I'm walking into America I I literally crossed the border with my feet. No, I'm walking through the airport and this woman asked for my passport. I hand it to her and she says, oh my gosh, this is such a good photo. And I need to say that because what I'm going to explain to you is my previous passport photo and the experience I had in trauma with that. Okay. So in this moment, I turned to Matt. I turned to everyone around me. I'm like, does anyone want to look at my passport photo? Because my current passport photo, it's so good. Like you can't really look that good in a passport photo, but this photo is so fucking good. I am proud to say this is my passport photo because rewind. Okay. I'm in, I think I'm in either. I think I'm in freshman year of high school and I am going to Russia to play soccer with the U.S women's soccer team. Okay. <laughs> Guys, I lived a lot of lives before caller daddy. Okay. And I am going with this team. And so I need to get a passport to get into Russia. And so I remember it's seven in the morning for some reason. Why can you only get your fucking passport taken at the worst time of day? I it's seven in the morning and my mom drives me to the local CVS in Pennsylvania to get my passport photo taken. And I remember him saying like, you're not allowed to smile, stay serious, lock eyes with the camera. And I'm looking in the camera like not only is this going to be the worst photo that I've ever taken in my life because I hadn't dyed my eyelashes at the time. You guys, I had no eyebrows at the time. Remember my hair was 
was just disgusting. I looked awful and I had acne. And I look at my photo and I want to sob. Now everyone's going to want to see the photo, but I will never show this photo to anyone. You guys, it is the scariest photo. I look so fucking scary. I look, it is the ugliest, most nastiest, gruesome. Gr- this, this is a gruesome photo of me. Okay. And my whole family makes fun of me to this day that they're like, don't ever show that to anyone no one will see you the same after this photo this is how bad this photo is fast forward to I get to college and I never get a new passport from high school because this shit lasts what like 10 years and I'm in college and I start talking to professional athletes and these athletes are inviting me places that would require a passport okay like this guy takes me to Turks and Caicos these people want me to go to Paris and all this shit so I will never forget when one of my, the guys that I was talking to at the time says, my business manager is going to book our flights. Send me a picture of your passport. (laughs) At this point, you guys, I had had my glow up also where like, I've got the 22 inch extensions. Okay. I've got the makeup. I've got the bleach blonde hair. Like it's almost as if, if they ever saw this photo, they would say like, no, sorry, send me your your passport like whose is this pat like I looked nothing like myself okay and so what did I do I sent him my passport photo but this is the extreme length I went to hide this photo from men you guys I got on PicMonkey which is my favorite editing software not Photoshop not Facetune PicMonkey okay we keep it we keep it close to home okay I have worked with this shit since seventh grade and I will never ever abandon PicMonkey it's a phenomenal editing tool okay I get on PicMonkey and I take a picture of my passport and I start editing my photo in PicMonkey I am elongating my eyes. I'm giving myself the cat eye lift. I am brushing in my non-existent eyebrows. I'm bleaching my hair. I'm chiseling the chin. I'm shrinking the nose, okay? I'm bluing up the eyes. I'm tanning the pale skin. I'm literally doing every fucking thing that I possibly can to make this look better. And what's so sad too is I also didn't care because, but you know, men are so fucking dumb. The passport lamination, if you really looked, you could see how photoshopped this thing is because like the laminated lines are squiggling in and out, but men are so fucking dumb. They wouldn't notice. I export the photo and I send it to the man. It still didn't look good with a full pick monkey to boot. Okay. I had to preface it every single time I sent a man this photo to be like, whoa like that was a rough uh period of my life like don't judge me on the photo and I had full editing control and I still couldn't make myself look good that's how bad it was okay so then I would go on these trips with these men I would show up to the airport and this is where it got tough you guys if you've ever traveled with someone someone's always going to keep the passports right so I would always travel with these men and they would be like why don't you hand me your passport I'll keep them for us I'm like nope I'll carry them I'll carry them he's like okay And every single time we would go up and we'd have to hand our passports. What I would consider like more than a nightmare, like truly something that sent shivers down my spine. I almost shit myself every time this moment happened is when the person slides both passports back through the little plastic thing 
And it is a race for me to get my hands on those passports as fast as humanly possible. Because if for some fucking reason this motherfucker grabs, you guys know what happens. You look to see whose is whose. And I was not taking any fucking chances. So every time I went on a trip with a man with a passport, I had to be on guard. I had to be ready for battle that the minute they slid this shit back, I grab, I quickly check and I peel away so he can't see the photo. And then I hand him back his passport. I did this for a solid 10 years of traveling outside of the country that I had this passport photo. Okay. And then I meet Matt. (laughs) And as much as Matt loves me in all of my ugly glory, I still refuse to let him see this photo. And so we started traveling a bunch and I did the same protocol with Matt until finally my passport expired and it was time to get a new one. And I treated this like prom. I treated this like, like it was almost like a rebirth. Like this is a new opportunity for me to come through and shine through. So I show up to take my new passport photo. I was honestly thinking about getting glam at this point. I'm like, should I hire a makeup artist and get my hair done before? I did get my hair highlighted before my passport photo. And I am not ashamed to say it because of the mental warfare abuse that I put myself through for these 10 years. I deserve to get a good outcome. So I show up to get my passport taken and I look beautiful. I look, I look like it's one for the ages. Honestly, I turn to Matt And I say to him while we're leaving Toronto, I said, Matt, I'm so happy that woman complimented me. It kind of really meant a lot. And I know it sounds pathetic, but you will just never understand how ugly that photo was of me. And Matt goes, oh, I saw it. And I say, what? Am I going to ask and clarify with him, Matt, did you actually fucking, did you actually see the photo? But then I was like, you know what? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I'm going to go with God and I'm in my mind how I sleep right at night is knowing that Matt is joking with me and he never saw the fucking photo. And if he did see the photo, what I do know, daddy gang, is this man loves me so fucking much that I still have a ring on my finger because that photo, it leaves scars. It creates nightmares for others. So That is my little passport story. I think it also brought up the memory because I've been seeing people on TikTok. I actually saw Alex Earl did this recently where like she took, she showed her old license compared to her new license and everyone is being assholes. But it's so funny how puberty and just growing up, like you're just face fucking changes. And I am so goddamn glad. People say aging scary. Aging's a fucking beautiful thing. So God bless. And, um, I'll post my new passport photo if you guys want to see, but you will never fucking see the old passport photo. So, so much has been happening in my life aside from tour. I got this little prop from going on Jimmy Fallon. I'm not going to lie, you guys, like... I was one of those little losers when I was younger, like dreaming big, like I want to make it to Hollywood. I want to get out of Pennsylvania. And to be on Jimmy Fallon and on a late night show was One of the coolest experiences that I've had so far in my career, like meeting Jimmy Fallon, he's so fucking cool. You know how like you're like going to go meet people and you're like, 
if they're super famous you're like I don't know if they're gonna be normal or what the chillest guy so lovely loved Henry guys Henry stole the show so hard that I was like oh I can just like sit back and relax and if I ever need to just mail it in just show fucking Henry and I'm good to go I also went on watch what happens live with Andy Cohen who is a guest on the unwell tour he's coming out in New York you have great energy and whoever this dude is is so lucky and I hope you live, I hope you feel every day the love from this man that you are getting tonight from the Which is so, so fun. But I love Bravo. I love reality TV. I love the drama. Um, I had no idea what the drama personally was for the episode that I was going on. I have never watched this show called Southern Charm. But you know what? I think I brought the drama to the show, which you guys will see. I filmed my experience at Watch What Happens Live, and you guys are going to come along for it. And also, there's a little friend that you'll be seeing. Um, Laren is in New York with me. So let's rewind to Watch What Happens Live. This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with Sparkling Ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants. Iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine. Yum. Crank up the flavor. Sparkling Ice. Anything but subtle. This episode is brought to you by Curology. If you have particular skincare challenges, it can be really frustrating to waste time and money on products that just are absolutely not formulated for you. That is why I'm so excited to recommend Curology. I have personally struggled with acne my whole life. And I'll look at someone on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram and be like, should I buy those products? No, I do not have the same skin as them. So I should not be treating it the same. Curology's personalized prescriptions are formulated to treat your individual skin needs from acne to the earliest signs of aging. All you have to do is go online take a quick quiz, and you will be connected to a licensed dermatology provider that will create a custom formula based on your skincare needs. If you're ready to start your skincare journey and start seeing results, here is a special offer just for you. Visit Curology.com slash call her daddy for a special offer. That's Curology, C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com slash call her daddy. Offer applies only to your first box, subject to consultation, new subscribers only, subscription required. This episode is brought to you by Monday Hair Care. Daddy gang, nobody likes Mondays. Am I right? (laughs) We're all sobbing. We're all sobbing and we're barely getting out of bed on a Monday. But Monday Hair Care is here to flip the script with its award-winning formulas. No more bad hair days. Daddy gang, Monday Hair Care is turning Mondays into a reason to celebrate good hair, which I love, thank God, with seven new products like a leave-in conditioner, dry shampoo, a curl line, and body wash. And daddy gang, every single thing is under $10. Yes. And the smell is to die for. Okay. I want my hair smelling like something that Matt wants to be engulfed in. I want him to come out to me and go, oh my 
God, you smell amazing. Oh my God, <laughs> what is that in your hair? So Daddy Gang, reclaim the week with Monday at all leading retailers. Visit mondayhaircare.com to find a stockist near you. I, I look like I just got fucked up. What's up? It's Alex. I'm in New York City and I'm going on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. I'm very excited. I just got back from tour rehearsals. So my brain is like... Where am I? <laughs> Turn the camera. Good. No, he's being so cute. And meanwhile, look at Henry being a fucking weirdo. <laughs> like Henry's so like anxious. He's like, why have you been gone for this long? Let's get in glam and let's get into it. So for anyone who doesn't know, Watch What Happens Live is essentially Andy Cohen is like the king of Bravo. And he has his own show where he talks to Bravo celebrities and then also has other people on the show. So he always has on two guests and the two guests, at least one of the people is always gonna be on Bravo television. I am not on Bravo television yet, no. I'm not on Bravo. So the person that I'm gonna be with, his name is Austin Kroll. So basically he is on Southern Charm. Unfortunately, I don't watch Southern Charm. I'm doing my research because I have to give him five dating tips. So I'm looking up his Instagram. My first note is less plaid, no bucket hats, and no khakis, Austin. Okay, if we're trying to get laid, we gotta, you know, you know. No, I'm just kidding. He seems like a really nice guy, and I'm ex he seems like he has a good personality. So I'm about to start writing dating questions or dating tips for him. When I was getting my hair done the other week, there was this guy sitting next to me that does hair for like a bunch of celebrities. And I was like, oh, like I'm going on Fallon and I'm going on Andy Cohen when I'm in New York. And he was like, oh my gosh, you'll be fine. Like everything, they run through everything with you. They like tell you like what they're gonna talk about, etc." And he was like, you should know, right? Like you did that for Call Her Daddy. And I was like, no. And he was like, wait, you don't give celebrities all of the questions before they come on. And I was like, no one has ever seen questions before they come on Caller Daddy in the history of Caller Daddy. And he was like, how the fuck do you get these celebrities to come on your show? And I was like, you know, just that seven charm. No, but yeah, I didn't realize like all of these shows like pre-approve like questions and stuff. So yes, so that made me feel, I think, happy and proud about Caller Daddy. Like, not that the other way isn't great, but I guess I didn't realize how rare it is to get big celebrities to agree when they are coming in blind. So that's cool. Hi, Daddy Gang. I am sitting here editing right now and I'm watching this. Um, you know when you are like with your best friend and you start to just go on a rant of remembering stories together and you're like, oh, do you remember when? Well, you're about to watch Lauren and I tell a story of do you remember when together and we weren't even filming. So you guys are dropping in with like no explanation of like, this is about to be a story time. I just wanted to preface it because you're about to be dropped into the middle of us telling a story. We just quickly started recording. So do you remember when with Lauren and I, here you go, enjoy our story time. Also Lauren, I think we have to give light context just in just one preface of like, Lauren's family was going through the most traumatic moment of her family's life. Okay. Yeah, my dad was having a mental breakdown and my mom had to take me and my brother on the run and hide while my family sorted our shit out. Like dark, not a good time. Alex's mom was like, I know where you guys can go, like, 
hide. <laughs> so we go to my mom's best friend's house because they were out of town. And you stayed with us. And so we came because we were like, it's a sleepover. So we go to the sleepover and naturally as Lauren's family is just like, my family is blowing up. Like this is like the beginning of the end of my family. And so what do we think is smart to do? Take nudes. <laughs> Lauren was talking to this boy that we like was like a bad boy at the time and he was asking for pictures. So naturally I said, no, in seventh grade, you guys, in seventh grade, okay. Public school, man. And just to be clear, no one was asking me for nudes. So I was living vicariously through Lauren and I'm like, oh my God, Lauren, okay, I have a vision. I love how I say like, oh, Caller Daddy, like really like the beginning started in college. This is where it fucking started. <laughs> Our little whore asses in seventh grade. We turn on the shower. Please, if you're not watching this episode, please watch this. This is Lauren and I'm like this. Ooh, and I'm splashing more water on her so it looks really sexual. And then Lauren, what happened? So I'm a fucking dumbass and I decide that I'll leave my phone charging in the kitchen. <laughs> Why? Also, I will say we forgot to mention like his response was like, dear God, like, like <laughs> this little horny ass seventh grade kid had never seen a body of work of art like this. Like this was top notch shit we were producing, okay? Cause we have a lot of time on our hands. So my mom finds it all. And she's having a mental breakdown, like so dealing she's like, with her husband. And she's like, why is my daughter being a whore right now? This is the last thing I need to deal with. Oh, oh, it gets worse. So then my parents start like, we're trying to solve the family crisis. They then bond over the fact that, yeah, like, let's be mad at our daughter. Can you believe our daughter did that? I can hear my mom like telling my dad, like, cause she, she gave me my phone back. I can hear my mom telling my dad, like, so I found some really disturbing things on Lauren's <laughs> phone. I'm upstairs in the bathroom. I'm like, there's more in here. Like my mom only went through like this one. If my parents both sit down and like my dad gets involved and we really get investigative, I'm done. A lot more is being exposed. So I flush my cell phone down the toilet. No, oh, no, uh, no, it's not done. I can hear them coming like, okay, I have 10 seconds to make a decision. Like my parents are about to like come upstairs and be like, give me your phone. And they're going to go through everything. I'm like, I got to get rid of the evidence. Flush my phone down the toilet. I'm like, I feel so guilty for like what I did that I got nervous and I dropped my phone in the toilet. And they're like, oh, something's on there. They take my phone. This is like when you have the NV, the old phones. They take the battery out. They put my phone in a bowl of rice in the kitchen. <laughs> Every day, I'm like, they're like, this phone will turn back on, Lauren, and we will find out what's out there. Every day, I'm like walking by, like checking, like, is the phone like gonna turn on? I walk by the next day, take the phone out of the rice, just douse it under the sink, put it back in the rice. I'm like, I don't know, guys. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't think the phone's turning back on. Well, let's just say that Lauren had created some great street cred at her school, though, because all the guys were like, yeah, Lauren's but, you know, got it. That wasn't the first time that we, with Sent technology, news. no, the Club Penguin. <laughs> Lauren and I definitely had just, like, sexual, obviously, interests at a young age. But not we like to explore other. them. <laughs> no, not of each other, but we like to explore them together. Everyone remembers Club Penguin. Maybe if you don't remember Club Penguin, we'll explain it to you. Maybe you're Gen Z. Yeah. Like, you, like, make your penguin and, like, feed your penguin and like play games or get like money to like yes. take care of your penguin. And your penguin could go into different rooms. And when you get into a different room, there's other penguins and then you can chat with those penguins. So Lauren and I started to realize
is that we could start to sexually interact with these penguins because there's obviously human beings behind these penguins at home as well. And so Lauren and I start to, we did this like one night we decided, like we were feeling weird. Like we were just kind of like not saying it to each other, but we were like, what if we just say this? And we're basically asking like, what were we saying? Like it wasn't that bad at this point. Cause like, I think we were in like fifth grade here, but we were like, like, Oh, like, have you ever kissed a girl before? No, Lauren, I remember oh. definitely using the word throbbing. Like, oh. <laughs> like, like, I know. We, like, we were doing some weird shit. Like, no, yeah, like, we were, like, saying. I think she was the mastermind behind. I think she was the uh, poet like, here. I'm taking the news. I'm writing. Because, again, no one wanted to hear from me. And with the penguin, like, no one knew what I looked like. So we're typing, we're typing, and we get in this one chat with this penguin that is really, really leaning in. Ramping it up. And he's he's leaning in. And who knows if it was a he? We don't know. And so we're having a, basically we're sexting a penguin, okay? Mm -hmm. And we are like having fun. Like, but, okay, and like for context, this is like early 2000, so my computer was like a desktop, like chunky, Dell. chunky Dell monitor. Like the, the, the back of it, if you looked, was like this big of a like Like a it wasn't a flat screen yet. So Lauren and I are typing, 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 and then all of a sudden we press enter on our last nasty ass message, and the whole screen freezes. <laughs> on our penguin sexting. <laughs> and Lauren and I are sitting in her bedroom and we're like, that's so weird. Like, why is it freezing? Whatever. Let's just restart your computer. We go to restart. Mm -hmm. It will not restart. It restarts, opens right back up onto the sex. <laughs> like, these are just like ingrained on my computer screen. Like, it will not leave. We're pressing exit. We're doing everything. And so Lauren finally starts crying. She's pacing around the room like, what am I going to do? Like, my parents are going to kill me. I'm like, Lauren, like, I don't know what to do. I start pacing. I start walking away. You get on your hands and knees. I start. I say, God, we will never do this again. We will never sex again. We will never have sex in our lives. We will never do this again. Please, 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 for the love of God, just get it off Lauren's computer. We will never do it again. And as I'm doing this, I hear like a, and I'm like, Lauren? <laughs> Lauren has picked up her desktop and has the window open. <laughs> she literally is walking and is about to. <laughs> I was this close to throwing the computer out our second floor window because I thought we'd be more likely to be able to explain that than my parents finding our horny little fourth grade penguin sex. She did not throw it out the window. No. She just puts it down. I'm like, Lauren, you've literally lost Yeah, Alex is like, Lauren, no, 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 like I'm praying. My prayers, are, my prayers will be answered. So it, we finally eventually pull all the cords out and it does disappear. And we went to sleep that night literally like this. We were like, Ooh. We promise. God, God, you heard us. You saw us. We will never sex again. What do we do two years later? Start taking nudie pics to the seventh grade boys. Yeah, that was just the beginning. And then, yeah. we, and then we did some weirder shit. We'll tell those stories one day when I came to the pizza shop crying. Oh my God. We can't tell that today. All seventh and eighth grade, we had a child pornography like crisis in my middle school. Not, we had a nude picture because, you know, yeah, and her pic went viral everywhere, and 
She had a huge bush and I it remember became like it. a thing. So they kept having these, they kept having these um, like assemblies. Assembly. They kept having assemblies about like, sending nudes is a crime, you will go to jail. And I'm like sitting there like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that was great work by me. And I'm going home like, no nude pictures of me. But Lauren's like, go, go. <laughs> Not sleeping at night. Holy fuck. Okay, Daddy Gang, this is the official look. I did a high pony because I have a really bad tendency to touch my hair all the time when I get nervous. We did these little diamond earrings. We did so much bling on the neck. I don't think I've ever worn this many diamonds. I also don't own any of these, so I will be returning. There's this little Prada white collared shirt, Prada skirt, little socks, and Prada heels. She's a Prada girl, living in a Prada world. It's giving like schoolgirl meets, I'm about to fuck up Watch What Happens Live. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, we are in the car. We are on our way to Watch What Happens Live. I actually have no idea where we're going. I'm just like, we're in the car going to where? The woman today, I was getting acupuncture and she was like, um, so like what vitamins do you take? And I was like, <laughs> um, <laughs> like orange juice. <laughs> She's like, no, what vitamins do you take? I'm like birth control. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to write down a couple recommendations. I don't know where that paper went, but I will not be taking. I'm having a little menti bee. Um, let me show you guys something. <laughs> I am like, oh my God, I'm so happy that I'm like sitting for this. I don't have to stand. But when I say I'm so excited to sit for this, Aaron, I'm sorry, don't call HR. There is no HR. I'm the head of HR. Um, this is what you're going to potentially see. <laughs> so That's a napkin. This is not my vahini. This is... But if it's crinkled, they can be like, God, she has such a spray tan. Like, her vagina is pale, stark white. <laughs> but it's really my shirt. The shirt is coming through the mini skirt. So there is a little peaky, peaky poking through of the shirt under my skirt that it looks like it's my vagina, but it's not. So I'm going to need to cup it in and just make sure that I have my hand like this all the time. Andy... No looky, okay? I mean, listen, if there's anything more on brand, like I'm growing up and maybe my brand is elevating, but she's always gonna have that little nasty still in her. You know, when you start your career telling people how to suck dick, like you always have to make sure you dip back into the root. So it's like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, 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 ooh. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. How are you? Nice to meet nice you. Nice to meet you. I'm so excited. Good. What's your reservation for this? Like, I don't you... know. I don't even know what we're going to talk about. Okay. I just know I have to give you dating tips. Okay. I feel like you're going to be a complete natural at it because like that's oh. what you do on your podcast, oh, okay. right? You just like Thank let it you. fly. Right. But right? do we play like games? Sure. Oh. 
like if I come on watch what happens right and I would be with a cast member and then it's like so hyper focused oh. on like the episode like we can kind of just roll and yeah since it's not another cast member mm -hmm. it's like we're gonna probably just have okay. a bunch of fun and you're gonna probably yeah. roast me a little bit no I think it will be fun happen. if we have a little fun banter we will and we're gonna record this let everybody know god forbid people on the internet I think that it. we fucking hate each other just know it was a joke and it was a bit and Andy's gonna lean into it hard oh my god and totally so he's gonna he's, bully both of us he's gonna bully me I've never met him okay well you're about to I mean I love Andy it's, it's, oh, it's, and we love each other god damn you just walked in hot by the way like hot and ready like a little Caesars you came in hot and ready we're gonna practice sitting so the issue is this shirt we don't want people to ex think it's my vagina and if I'm sitting like this you won't be able to see it if I go like that can you see it no, it's gone. Oh my god, because I shoved it up. Yeah. Looks like a black hole up there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. Getting mic'd up, we're ready to go. I didn't know what to expect, and now everyone's encouraging me to roast the fuck out of Austin, so I'm like, oh my god. We Thank made good so TV. We'll see you next Bye. Time. It was so Thanks nice meeting you. Too. So good meeting you. Yeah. Bye, guys. It's so fun. And that is what happens on Watch What Happens Live. We have so much to discuss. Guys, that was fun. That was so fast paced. I felt like I was at like a nightclub show. It's a vibe in there. I felt so comfortable and happy and cozy when Lauren was in that studio because you were sitting front row. I know, and I was like, bang, ow, bang, ow. So I kind of just felt like I was like home until I got questions and then I was like, <gasps> popped out of the bubble. We just locked eyes. Yeah. We just stared at each other. Locked and loaded. Work it, girl. Work it, work it, work it. <laughs> so much to debrief in the car. I'll see you guys there. Okay, you guys, that experience was wild. Andy is hilarious and such an incredible host and he's quite fun like I've been obviously on shows t kind of like this but he makes it I literally felt like I was out drinking with a friend it went by so fast and Austin the person I was on the show with it was like hilarious because I was just roasting him and we were I felt like every commercial break we were cracking up I'm like I hope people know that this is a joke so but I had fun and it was fun to do and thank you Andy for having me and everyone at watch what happens live and that's a wrap This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well. It's basically magic. Like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Daddy Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like if you want to grow your business, Daddy Gang, sign up 
for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. With Capella University's FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines, learn at your pace, and access most coursework from anywhere at any time. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including headliners, Ulta, Ray-Ban, and Canon. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals during Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th. The cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for Adidas and Fenty. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Okay, daddy gang, I hope you guys enjoyed that little BTS moment with Andy Cohen and Laren. I'm also laughing while I was um, looking at this edit. I'm like, I am fully aware (laughs) that the story Laren and I told him like, damn, we were in seventh fucking grade. I think that time in your life is just so fucking weird sexually of like trying to figure out your sexuality, trying to figure out like who you are and just like everyone is so fucking awkward and weird. And if you weren't, I don't believe you. And I don't believe that you weren't having some of those thoughts. Maybe you weren't taking nudes in seventh grade, but maybe you were, I don't know, taking the back of your electric toothbrush and wandering downstairs and seeing like, does this feel good? Why does riding on the horse at my friend's birthday party in sixth grade make me feel a little good? inside? Um, no, but yeah, that, that time in our life was crazy, but I am just so happy. I had a friend to like weirdly feel those feelings out with, because I think as women, we are raised and it's like, fucking swatting your fingers away don't be a little whore like get your fucking shit together don't feel sexual don't feel liberated and I'm here to tell everyone that exploring your sexuality is healthy and embracing feelings that you naturally physically feel are healthy but maybe don't do what Lauren and I did we were the test product don't do that I hope no one in seventh grade listens to this show the beautiful thing that I did learn is you can explore daddy gang but maybe just try to do it in a way that will not leave a digital footprint as we know nudes never die episode four of call her daddy okay okay I figured I want to wrap up this episode just between you and me daddy gang with a couple little questions Questions of the motherfucking week. Questions of the motherfucking week. Questions of the motherfucking week. 
questions of the week. We're going to go to France. Oh, we, we, you want a croissant? A little chocolate croissant? Um, okay, let's read some questions. Wondering what if thoughts while in a relationship. How to get rid of wandering thoughts about wishing you had more dating and sex experiences while in an amazing relationship already. I've been with my boyfriend for two years and am in love, but can't help but think, what if I had more experience with men before him and truly had a single hoe phase? That is such a good question. And that's really, really tough. I, um... I remember even meeting Matt and freaking out a little bit in the beginning of our relationship because I was concerned with like, I kind of knew immediately when I met Matt that he was probably the one that I was going to marry. And as exciting as that was for my mental health of like, oh my God, you found an amazing guy that makes you feel amazing. There was also the nerves of, oh my God. I found the guy that I want to spend the rest of my life with. And it kind of closes this chapter of opportunity with anyone else. And what I will say to that is, I guess there's two sides to this. Number one is if you have only been with one like main partner in your twenties, I am a huge, like, I, I believe that you should have experiences in life. Like I don't think it's healthy to marry someone if you haven't been able to actually like experience what else is out there for me personally, I so know there are people that meet their person in high school and they're like, I'm locked and loaded till death do us part baby. And that's amazing. But I think your question is you're having these what if thoughts. And that clearly means like you're curious, like, did I make the right decision? And that's also just normal. Like, I think my first thing is like, I guess you have to evaluate what would life look like if you ended your relationship with this person? And I would have to have a little bit more information of like, how many partners have you been with? How many relationships have you been in? But I would say, I think a lot of life is about what ifs. And I think you kind of have to just like get past that. Like I, I understand even as natural human beings, we're always going to look to see like, what else is out there? Like, of course, when Matt and I are out and we see good looking people, you're like, Oh, that guy's attractive. But I think you have to know within yourself, is it a what if? Because it's just a natural like, huh, I love him so much. But like it would have been interesting if I had more relationships. Or is it like a deep unfulfillment where you are constantly comparing like, ooh, I don't, I like him. But like our sex isn't amazing to the point where like maybe he's never giving you an orgasm. Or maybe you love him, but it's like a safe kind of love where you're like, I wonder if like I've never had that like love of your life spark feeling like if you have these little gaps almost, I would say that I'm someone that never wants to like go through life and, and feel like I wish I had done something. And I don't think you should let a relationship hold you back from experiencing things. So I'm not saying break up with your partner, but I would ask you to be a little bit more thoughtful of like, what do you mean? What if like it, are you unfulfilled in your relationship? You kind of seem like you're saying no, but I do think to a certain degree, it's not that healthy if you're constantly thinking like, what if I had had a hoe phase? That means you probably are interested in, you want to experience other partners. And I would say you have to kind of be selfish in life. Like it's also not fair to your partner if you're constantly having these feelings of wondering what else is out there and wondering if you should have taken more dates and gone out and experienced more things. Like I, I would say 
you kind of got to choose yourself first because you're also not choosing your partner first if you constantly have these feelings. So there's a normal what if feeling. And then if it's constant, I would say maybe you need to go on a break. Maybe you need to experience life. And again, I don't know your experience, but I do think it's being aware that you're literally here once. You don't want to have kids and and be growing old and be like so mad at yourself that you didn't fucking go for something that felt naturally like you were being so drawn to something but you didn't want to hurt your partner's feelings so you just stayed and you kind of didn't go for something that you wanted so I think something that's so scary is when people stay in relationships because they're afraid that they're going to hurt the person they're with by leaving you're just actually hurting your both of yourselves by staying in something that isn't right so I know it's hard and breakups are hard but it's also a conversation compared to a lifelong situation where you're stuck with someone and you're just saying because you feel bad um don't let yourself do that and don't do that to the other person they also deserve better than that so I also think something just to keep in mind is sometimes when you are bored in your life maybe or even super stressed in your life like if you're on one or the other side of like super bored where you're looking around and you're trying to pick holes and like oh what is life or if you're super stressed and you're just like I need something a change I need something different sometimes you can almost try to just like poke holes in your relationship because it's the closest thing to you in that moment and you can start to look at your partner like maybe you're the problem like maybe I do want something different and I think I would say before making a really big decision about your relationship I would start to try to map out in your life life like what is el- what else is going on in your life how is your job how are your friendship dynamics how often do you go out with your girlfriends what's your family relationship like like I think sometimes we can get an itch when something else is going on in our life that we don't want to focus on so then our immediate primary relationship can suffer because we're avoiding everything else around us when it's really like maybe it's not that you wish you had a hope phase maybe it's actually the fact that you have a deep-rooted insecurity that you've never handled and it's showing through in your relationship so maybe you're not actually allowing yourself to emotionally connect with your partner in the way that you would if you were able to like dissect some of that like internal trauma and you won't know if you are actually that in love and that free or whatever because you haven't worked on yourself. It actually has nothing to do with your partner. And it kind of doesn't matter what partner you choose. You got to work on that shit first on your on your own. The other problem I think that I just want to be really honest about because for so long it was my brand and I couldn't say this at the time. But now I look back and it's like a hoe phase is not all that it's cracked up to be sometimes like don't get me wrong going out and hooking up and having fun like it there are moments where you actually enjoy it but for the most part when I look back like I was lonely and I was insecure and I wasn't happy with myself and I was constantly trying to search for things in other people that I was just lacking in myself and so I think sometimes we have to I love that I loved being single, but I loved being single mostly because I loved working on myself, not because I loved interacting with all these different men. I was searching for a man that I could be compatible with. And like, I think when you, people think of a hoe phase, you get this itch to like go out and fuck and have fun. And it's like, go out and fuck and have fun. You can do all of those in a relationship, but the hoe phase, I think there's this like liberating feeling people think comes with it. But from what every single friend I've ever talked to, when we reflect, it's like, it's lonely. It's isolating. It's kind of like vapid of just like, you're going on these dates and you're having these like pretty 
boring conversations that you're like, why am I out at nine o'clock wasting my fucking time? Like it's exhausting. So just make sure you can discern a hoe phase of like, do you physically want to see if you are compatible and emotionally compatible with other people because you don't feel fulfilled in your relationship or is it you want a hoe phase because like you want to have fun then that's where I'm saying like maybe you're bored in your life and this has nothing to do with your romantic relationship I have also seen people like glamorizing being single which I think is so important to be like it is not there is nothing wrong with being alone when you especially are like trying to figure yourself out I think it's healthier to be alone than like throwing yourself into relationships but something that upsets me is like I think so many women are feel like oh do I just become boring when I get into a relationship and if it's the right relationship you actually become the best version of yourself because then you have not only yourself that you're in a great position but you have a partner that's lifting you up and I just feel bad when I see comments of like if I see someone like get into a relationship it's like oh we've lost her like she's not for the girls anymore like I remember I was terrified when I admitted that I had a boyfriend with like when I started dating Matt and then I was like wait I've never been better like I've never been happier I've never been more aware of like what makes me happy and what fulfills me and I've never been a better friend because I'm now just like in a more stable situation and that's being in a healthy relationship but I I don't know I feel like I see it online and it's a lot of like the girls girls are the ones that are for the girls and we hate the guys and we don't blah blah and it's like I just think there's a little too much like negative rhetoric around coupling up and that is not what it should be. I think we all naturally crave connection. We want to be in relationships. We want to feel loved with the right person. Yeah. But like, don't feel like you're just boring now because you're in a relationship. It's then on you to, yeah, spice it up. Things can become mundane, but that's life. Something I have found is like, when I look back at all of my dating phases, I think that what happens and no one teaches us this shit is like, when you are single, we all are trying to find that next person. We're going on dates. We're, but no one ever says like being single, work on yourself because you, the next time you get into a relationship, you want to, you want to be a, the healthiest version of yourself, but you also want to be such an individual that when you go into that relationship, there is no losing yourself. There is no compromising your like morals and beliefs and this person just swallows you up and you lose yourself and I, and so I think being single is such an important time but it's not just about like hoeing it up and being crazy it's about finding what you like finding what makes you happy and knowing yourself and I think sometimes um we're not taught that it's just like get into a relationship and then how many times you guys have we had those friends and I've been one of those friends that we just fucking lose ourselves in relationships and we just lose ourselves in like trying to find ourselves while trying to be in a partnership it's like it's impossible because if you don't know yourself you're naturally going to be toxic in a relationship you're naturally going to be triggered by things they do they're going to get triggered by things you do so it's like enjoy your single phase but don't push yourself to get out of it so quickly unless you know who you are so I would say if you're single right now focus on your fucking self stop maybe going on all those dates for a second and be like what do I want? You don't just want a guy to like you. You want a guy that has X, Y, and Z and everyone's criteria is different. But I think that we've got to be a little bit more selfish with our single time in terms of for ourselves so that when we actually do start dating, we require like a higher standard and we don't just be like, he likes me and he called me back. Like, so I guess I'll go on date too. It's like, do you like him? 
do what what does he have in himself that like you would want to continue to date that person like be picky daddy gang be so fucking picky i think this upcoming year like that should be everyone's new year's resolution is like be selfish and be picky with your time and your energy and even if you're in a relationship be picky because the the more that you are specific about you want the things around you are going to be make you happier like I said in my other episode I was like maybe it is time to end certain friendships maybe it is time to put boundaries on certain family members that are inappropriate like the more that we do that for ourselves and I think especially as women we're taught like you need to you need to just be complacent you need to just accept that you need to do certain things that you don't want to do in life sure but to a point like I think we can be way more aggressive in what we decide to choose with how we spend our energy. So I just went on a rant and a tangent and no one asked me another question, but I'm just talking. So I love how I'm like, I'm supposed to stop talking because I'm losing my voice for tour. And I'm like, let's begin to think about what is life and how do we reach higher for ourselves? Daddy gang, like what the fuck? Okay. Okay. Tips on how to come from oral. My fiance loves to go down on me, but I've always, but I've always rather just wanted to fuck. It feels good, but doesn't make me come. Any tips on how to come from oral? I feel like he's doing everything he needs down there and it's me. Okay. I don't know if I'm allowed to promote drugs on this show because I know it's not legal, but I'm just going to be really honest and share what's worked for me. So I don't like um, smoke weed anymore. Like I have never really been like a big weed smoker, but I like to dabble in some edibles. Okay. When I'm going to bed specifically. And this is my version. And then I'll tell a legal version for the States that weed is not legal. Okay. But you're, I'm like the only place that you can have an orgasm is in California or Denver or <laughs> New York. <laughs> like, what the? So something that's really worked for me is I realized that women we are I've been talking about this with my friends recently why is it that when men are stressed they're like let's fuck and when women are stressed we're like you couldn't pay me to open my legs right now I will like I couldn't enjoy sex if I tried when I have a million emails a million text messages a million things to do family shit work shit like it's not happening I would rather do anything but have sex when I'm stressed so I feel like a lot of times it takes us a lot longer to be able to enjoy sex and to actually get into a rhythm with ourselves where we can actually enjoy it. So daddy gang, step one, take a fucking edible. No, but that's, that's kind of what I do is I'll take an edible and I think you have to set the mood for yourself. This is less, a little bit less about him unless he's so fucking bad at like eating you out that I'm, then you need to teach him. But I would say half the time, like there's nights where Matt is so good at going down on me. He's phenomenal, but like I couldn't, come if I tried because I'm too in my head so why I take an edible is like when I'm so stressed I will take it before I know we're going to bed and I will take a shower I will put lotion on my body like physically doing things that calm me down so that when I actually get into the bedroom I'm not just like we had a full day I was at work I'm thinking about this oh yeah go down on me here we fucking go so I would say step one is actually setting the like tone of how you're going to physically get in the mood to enjoy someone going down on you. I would say when he's actually going down on you, 
something I think is that's really difficult is like being physically present in your body. Like I'm not a yoga bitch. I'm not a spiritual bitch. Like I don't do like deep breathing exercises or anything. But what I realized is when someone is going down on me, well, my fiance, all these people go down on me all the time during the week. Okay. Matt's the best, but there's just so many partners. I don't know. what to, No, when Matt's going down on me, sometime if I'm a little like just two in my head, number one, turn off the fucking lights. Okay. I know you want to be able to see some stuff when you're having sex, but like at least turn down the lights, dim the lights, light a candle and set again, the vibe and put you know what I do? I put a fucking pillow over my head sometimes when he's eating me out. Cause I'm like, I'm going into outer space. I don't want to have to look at him. I don't want him to have to look at my face. Like who gives a fuck, whatever you have to do, like put on a fucking eye mask, go into how you would if you were masturbating. Okay. Because something I find is when people are masturbating, they are 100% themselves. You have no, not that you think that your partner's judging you, but there's just no like uh, any there's nothing else to focus on other than your actual physical self and you're not focused on does he like the way my legs are is he looking up at me like am I breathing okay make the noises that come to you make the faces that come to you just let yourself be and then what I would say is if this is a person you love there's nothing better than actually just being like babe I, I'm, I don't know why I love when you eat me out and I find myself being just so tense when I'm doing it and I'm like thinking about fucking I want to just relax and take some time. So I think the way for my brain to actually like physically start to relax when you're eating me out is bring something in that I'm used to, which is my vibrator. If a man is eating you out and using a vibrator at the same time, you are a hundred percent more likely to have an orgasm. Okay. So have him use that fucking vibrator on your clit as he's eating you out and like just try to relax. But I think it's like being again, selfish of like, if he knew you weren't actually enjoying it, he'd be devastated. So do it, talk to him about it in a way that's like, you can physically locate certain things for him that he can do, which is again, bringing a toy into the bedroom and girl who gives a fuck if it takes 30 minutes, lay there lay there and let him fucking marinate in that shit okay let him fucking get his face a nice little facial up in that bitch okay because I don't give a fuck we are so generous we are goddamn generous let this man be generous back to you and I think sometimes we get insecure it is statistically proven that we cannot come as fast as men. So that means they should double the fuck down on going down on you. So it's like set a vibe. Maybe you need music playing. Maybe you want TV in the background, whatever it is, like set your fucking shit as if you're about to masturbate on your own and your partner just happens to also be down there. But I know I say this and then I think sometimes people are like, okay, you're right, Alex. But it's like, no, 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 daddy gang, set the vibe, set it, do it. Turn down the lights, set the candle, put the pillow over your head. Think about, uh, think about something like maybe you want to turn on porn, like whatever it is to have like sounds in the background. Like I think we get lazy. Like maybe you're listening to me and you're like, okay, yeah, you're driving. You're like, fine out uh, daddy gang. Promise me you'll DM me and tell me, okay, I set the fucking vibe and I actually fucking put myself in a position to relax so I could have an orgasm. But it kind of starts with us, unless he's so fucking bad. Then you need to like fucking knee him in the head and be like, what is this? Like we are not eating a bowl of mac and cheese when we're drunk, like shoving it in. Just like, 
we're not that to sound was so disgusting I'm so sorry if you're listening to this in headphones but you know what I mean like slow pace it out men like just be so giving okay this is the season of giving we are entering Christmas time chip chip cheerio ho 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 be a fucking ho and spread your fucking legs and let him sit the fuck down there for 30 minutes and that's that so daddy gang thank you so much for hanging out with me for this episode we need to be we need to be so much more selfish that's just the it's the year of being selfish and prioritizing ourselves this year so i love you guys um i'm trying to think of what oh you guys are going to like next week's episode. You guys are going to love next week's episode. So daddy gang, you know the drill. I will see you fuckers next one. Say goodbye. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. One zero dollar delivery fees. Try Dash Pass by DoorDash. Daddy gang, I love being home. I love to be cozy, comfortable, laying on the couch. I can't tell you how many times I need something, but I am too lazy to get up and get out of the house. And sometimes I need food or groceries, you name it. Dash Pass gets it delivered right to my door and yours too. It is only $9.99 a month. So I think it's a really good deal, Daddy Gang. So get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with Dash Pass and new members get a 30-day free trial. Terms apply. Sign up today.